Welcome to the show. In this one, I talk to Anthony Black and Jerry Smythe. They both grew up skateboarding in Anchorage in the 90s, before there were really any designated areas for skaters. Besides summer skate parks, like the one in the outside Benboki ice rink, and the Girdwood Skate Park 40 miles outside of Anchorage, spots were few. So in the summer, they skated places like Abbott Loop Elementary, Hanshu Middle School, and the flat bank and box setup at their buddy Micah Hollinger's house. In the winter, it was indoor garages, and before 9-11, Elmendorf Air Force Base had an indoor skate park that was open to the public. And when they were feeling ambitious, they drove to Nikiski, 170 miles outside of Anchorage, to skate a couple ramps and flat bars at Brandon Chenault's warehouse. Jerry says it was brutal. He remembers people getting so desperate that they'd break into the University of Alaska Anchorage to skate in the winter months. It was a struggle to be a skater back then, because you had to really want it. This podcast is made possible through the generous support of the Crude Magazine Patreon subscribers. If you already subscribe to the Crude Magazine Patreon, thank you. For those listeners who aren't, please consider subscribing at patreon.com slash crude magazine. That's patreon.com slash crude magazine and pick the subscription tier that works for you. I want to thank everyone subscribed at the Company Man tier. These are the people who have subscribed to the Crude Patreon for $50 or more. Trina Duber Seward Brewing Company The Grind Coffee Shop in Juneau Derek Adolph Sharon Liska Jake Liska Alaska Surf Adventure and Borderline Legacy Thank you to all the Patreon subscribers. Your money and your support make these conversations possible. You can also support this podcast with a one-time payment at buymeacoffee.com slash crude magazine. That's buymeacoffee.com slash crude magazine. And if you have a chance to rate or review Crude Conversations on Apple Podcasts, please do. Also, you can now get crude apparel and merchandise at TeePublic. From t-shirts, to hoodies, to stickers, baby onesies, and more. Just go to the Crude Instagram and click the link in the bio. Okay, back to Anthony and Jerry. Skating was an integral part of their lives. It's what they spent most of their adolescent and teenage years doing. And it's where they met most of their friends. Many of them they're still friends with to this day. And to be part of that crew, you had to have thick skin. They were hard on each other, but underneath all of the ruthless jokes, there was always love. If you got a nickname, however cruel, you were usually in. If you got made fun of and you could handle it, you were in. And in the middle of all of this, the skating and the hating, they were getting shots for the borderline snow and skate videos. It was a ritual that in the best of cases ended with a full part that premiered in places like the 4th Avenue Theater. Looking back on those videos now, Anthony says his favorite clip is probably his switch heel flip down the 10 stair at East High School. And Jerry says it was the crooked grind he did down the handrail at O'Malley Elementary. 
So here they are, Anthony Black and Jerry Smythe. <laughs> this red light right here, it means we're recording. Okay, fired up. Crude conversations. Listen more than you talk. Go to work! Fucking great. Anthony Black holding my hand. Fucking fantastic. <laughs> it's a dream come true. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, Ant. Bertner wants me to ask you. Oh, great. <laughs> when was the last switch hard flip you did? Uh, um, not recently, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, at a skate park here a few years ago, pre-pandemic, um, just over a hip, make sure I could still do it. And then that was the last one for now. The last one, you know, till the next one. Yeah. yeah. You should be more like, how many pounds ago? Exactly. <laughs> that's the main thing. I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat, so I can say that. Is that what you guys do? Um, well, I guess Anthony, is that what you do? You you go to the park and you're like, I, I need to make sure I can still do this trick. Well, it used to be until it was all those tricks are hard now. <laughs> and then that's when I stopped skating as much. But yeah, it was a uh, that used to be on the you know the list of make sure I can still do it. And then over time, it just becomes harder and harder. And then yeah, but yeah, I still love that trick. And again, from Bertner. Were you pissed when they flipped a coin to see if your video part <laughs> would make it in Northern Exposure? I had a feeling he was either him or Jason were going to ask that. I wasn't pissed. I don't really even remember. I was like just, and I wasn't even like faded or anything. I was, um, Mike is the one that actually told me like either days or weeks later. He's like, man, he turned and looked at me right when, uh, right when that happened. He's like, your mouth is open. Like you just seen a ghost. And I was like, <laughs> dude, that's probably it because yeah, it was a, it was totally unexpected and it was like, wasn't in the rhythm of the video or anything. So it was such a break that as soon as they started to do it, they turned to the camera and was like, please don't let this be about me. And of course it was, <laughs> I was hoping it was going to be germs. No. Oh my gosh. I'm glad it was you. But you know, it was, I mean, it was, it's kind of cool when you look back, it's like a, it makes, it makes it stand out. It's unique. Plus the song they yeah. use is fucking awesome too. Yeah. Yeah. And Jerry, uh, yes. Darian Draper wants to know how did you become gerbs? Mm. That's a pretty dang good question. Gerbs. Um it actually came from I think it came from Jerbear and it just got shortened to gerbs. Okay. There could have been a lot of people that had That's how all the nicknames worked. Yeah, I I don't know. I had so many that just like so many crappy nicknames that like all mix <laughs> so many like, great ones oh, there were so many <laughs> terrible nicknames dude like terrible <laughs> terrible like literally lists should we, should we reel them off or what no we should <laughs> yeah no no um yeah gerbs i pretty sure came from Jerbear and just shortened to you know gerbs yeah and then <clears throat> um yeah that's kind of been like a gerbil yeah gerbil was like an extension of that and yeah it kind of just floated around through the years like it depends on like which city you're at too and like which group of friends as well in arizona it's lobby which is short for lobster <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah come on yeah yeah basically yes anthony is correct yes and then san jose is just a plethora of different names too so what about lobster where'd that come from oh lobster um oh gosh it was my first skateboard trip actually out of Alaska. 
um, that I dropped out of UAA my first year, uh, full scholarship to go like on a skateboard trip. I said, I don't want to go to college anymore and went skateboarding, but it was, uh, eternal skateboards in this guy. Um, I want to see his name was Eric. He was the team manager, dude. And he told me that I look like the, um, the lobster kid off like the national Enquirer. Yeah. I remember those. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lobster boy, the lobster boy that like killed his family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he just fucking started calling me lobster. And it was like when I was, I don't know, 17. And yeah, that fucking name is stuck for a really long time. Also, on uh, Jerry's cover of Thrasher, if you look at his hands, it's a very distinctive lobster claw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that yeah, really yeah. didn't help. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I could, depending on who it is, I could tell like what story it is, you know, like, yeah. since it's you, I'll tell you the real story. It's pretty embarrassing, but yeah. Other people I'm like, Oh, it's cause I like made funny hands signals with my hands when I was skateboarding on rails and stuff, you know? And no, the real truth is it's named after that goddamn guy from national Enquirer, the lobster <laughs> boy. <laughs> Terrible. Better than bat boy. <laughs> is it though? Yeah. I don't think I mean, so. no. visually for sure. No. <laughs> no, I guess so, but, yeah. it, but you know, the, the, yeah, yeah, that's my wife actually fucking hates that, that nickname so much too. Good to know. Like the first time I ever met her, like, yeah, I was like, oh, Hey. And then I like introduced myself as lobster. She's like, what's your real name? And then, <laughs> yeah. So she made me tell her my real name and it's gerbs. Station, <laughs> no, she hates it all. Yeah. But bless her heart. Oh, man, I'm going to text her a list. When Jerry lived in San Francisco, they had a cardboard cutout of a bowling ball with hands and feet on it. And everyone would just write his nicknames on there. And by the like, after the time I first visited and then the next time I visited, it was full. It was completely full of nicknames for jerks. But yeah, I won't say any because they're pretty gnarly, but they're, they're great. Yeah, uh, they're terrible. I'm sure you could say one of them. No, I wasn't going to bring up that stupid star thing. That was a <laughs> Sorry. I lived with like Adrian Williams and um, J-Rod, amazing guy, and AJ, cool dude too. But yeah, there was a star, literally like a cardboard cutout that was like all fat. And because <laughs> that was one of my nicknames was like low fat. Because he's okay. low and fat. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Short round, yeah. short and round. Yeah. So I just got like demolished. <laughs> By this stupid fucking star. Smalley you know, Tamale. And I hated it. <laughs> yeah. And of course, Anthony has to bring it up on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I like it. specifically avoided it earlier. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. But we all did have some crappy nicknames, speaking of craps. Poop. I mean, you know. <laughs> What's yeah. that one? Yeah, exactly. Like, my dad literally never even called you by your real name. Your name was Poopalitis. I was like, <laughs> thanks, Mr. Smythe. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of nicknames, we didn't want to bring up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But why was it called poopalitis? Um, I think one time I took a shit. At a... <laughs> no, I don't know. It was a. I was at Elmendorf, and I was in the bathroom forever, like with a magazine, and I came out, and then <laughs> Ben or Mike or someone was like, "Damn, do you got poopalitis or what?" And then that was it. Like it all it took back then is if you wore. Yeah, all it took was like if you wore a shitty corduroy hat, you'd be called cord for the rest of your life. Oh god, <laughs> that's true. There's, yeah, there's so many good ones. We could do a whole hour just on nicknames, but oh, I'm sure it's the same everywhere. Because I've met, I mean, we call him Mark Mool, Mark Mool, and there's a dude here named Meat Mool, and I was like, wait, how, 
how did that happen? But you know, who knows? The origins yeah. are always so crazy yeah. that yeah. But they're always pretty yeah. funny, and they mean totally different things too. Yeah, for sure. My brother Jake called Mark, or probably still calls him uh bandana tuesday and i always thought like oh there's got to be a cool story behind that <laughs> and i asked jake at one point and he's like i i think he just oh wait no no i didn't ask jake i asked mark and mark was like because one tuesday i wore a bandana <laughs> i was like okay that's all it takes <laughs> yeah that's literally all it takes and then that's it for life yeah. some people only know you as that if it wasn't for social media we wouldn't even know people's real names half the time my favorite nickname was CPR. That that yeah. uh, CPR. Oh, I wasn't oh, gonna god. bring that up, but I'm glad you did. Yeah. Oh god, uh, you gotta tell it. He wasn't even like a. He wasn't even like part of the crew. Crew really. He was just a satellite dude. Yeah, he, was, he was a good he dude was super though. Cool. It's our, yeah, he was. I don't want to say his rad. name because it's fucked up. Yeah, but Man. <laughs> you gotta say it. You no, started I can't. It. I don't even remember it. Aunt. You, you're the brains of this operation over here. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> so we were skating at Elmendorf Park, which used to be the only place in the wintertime that we could skate at. And uh, if I remember correctly, and I'm, I don't remember what trick or anything, but Micah slammed and got sacked on like a, like <laughs> kind of like a flat bar thing. And, you know, you know what sacked means, obviously. And so then he's, yeah. he's you know, he's holding his sack and he's groaning. <laughs> Man, God. one kid came up and he's like, hey, does your, uh, you know what, need CPR? And all of us just turned and looked at him. And we're like, What? <laughs> And then that was it. From that day on, this is 24 years ago, and we still call him CPR. <laughs> That's so yeah. Just one little slip up is all it took. And he just didn't know what CPR was, probably. I mean, he was just making a joke. It wasn't like a little kid. He, I think it was our age, but he was okay. making a kind of just offhand joke. But we didn't know him well enough to be like, "Ew, dude!" It was just like, "What?" It was like the most yeah. left field thing you could have said yeah. to like. But amazing. <laughs> like. Imagine you just came up to a crew of dudes you like kind of casually knew and threw that out there and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa, okay. We just skateboard it was together. Hilarious. I mean, it still is. Yeah. <laughs> Elmendorf was crazy, man. That was a crazy time of skateboarding in Alaska. You know? Yeah. Especially because it was pre 9-11. And so all you needed to get on base was a sponsor. And my mom mm -hmm. would pick us all up from Micah's house and bring us there and then pick us all back up at like nighttime and bring us all back to Micah's. And so, yeah, she was a trooper for that, but yeah, there'd be a weird awesome, cast Julie. crew awesome. out there. She was a savior, especially even while she, you know, um, Julie still hates Micah to this day. I think I'm pretty sure because, <laughs> <laughs> because of Eleanor. Uh, he yeah. had like a can of like beanie weenies or like chili. And she's chili like, do not eat that in this car. And it was just cold and it was just, out of the can and dude fucking opened it yeah he slammed like it. a whole a whole <laughs> yeah it slammed like a ton of chili and his mom was not heavy oh my god he was in the back seat and we heard it like a it sounded like a beer pop it was like crack and i was like what is yeah. what is that and then you're like whoa what's that smell and he was like already yeah horsing it down and it's like my mom was like is that chili and he was like rah, 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 rah. <laughs> And yeah, she's, I mean, she loves Micah, don't get me wrong, but she was pretty yeah, bummed, she she's like, because that smell. Oh my god, she was so Yeah, that pissed. smell, oh my like, god, it was cold was chili so in a can, you know, it smelled like dog farts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, so Jerry, what was it like when you got the cover of Thrasher? Oh man, oh, that was like just super, that was just an incredible thing to happen to me in my life that I was just so happy that you know when it happened 
after it happened and still to this day it's just it's so cool and it's just like uh one of those things that you know i always say i'd rather be lucky than good and that was one of them you know i was never like super sponsored skater that was like really really good you know even in, i was barely even in the in the magazines and then i was actually well do you want to hear like the whole story yeah yeah okay pour a cup of tea or something <laughs> um but um i was skateboarding with um tony vitello who fucking ruled and we were just homies and his dad was fausto vitello who owned all of it and tony at the time i think he was going to college somewhere and and then he got into photography and he started shooting some skate photos and we would just cruise around and hang out and you know do san francisco shit Mm -hmm. and just love life you know and um he had like a great other crew homies that he skated with too that i enjoyed skating with and we were just at the pier uh third army one day and he was like there was this rail down the thing and we shot a photo and i fucking broke my board and i was like god damn it and he texted me like that night um and he was like you need to go land that tomorrow morning and i was like done so i brought like my board an extra board a filmer and i fucking landed it like second try Mm -hmm. and so then you know i didn't think anything of it and then a couple weeks later somebody i heard some grumblings of me being on the cover and i was like what the fuck and yeah tony like pulled a bunch of strings uh to get that on the cover and that was his first photo uh or his first photo on the cover of a magazine Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. so yeah we were just homies man and he happened to be the the owner of thrasher now you know he owns his shit he runs it he runs all that he's fucking awesome dude you know and he changed my life at that point for sure because it was the the um trade show issue Mm -hmm. so i went to the trade show like that month or whatever and like here i was like stack of me you know at like all over the fucking trade show like thrasher magazines and then i grabbed like a huge poster a thrasher poster like that they had at the booth remember that thing yet yeah (laughs) are you kidding me (laughs) i still got that bad boy of course it's in sage's room yeah and people were so pumped. He says good night, Daddy, every night. Like he looks under- up at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, people were so pumped. You know, it's just like kind of an underdog story, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't, I was never like that fucking good at skateboarding and like compared to, you know, the people that were in the magazines. Like, you turn the cover and I think it's like Eric Costin or Andrew Reynolds doing like a frontside flip down like the gnarliest set of stairs. And you're just like, wait, how am I? what's going on here (laughs) you know it's a sick shot too i mean it's a a good yeah 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 Yeah. with the middle fingers and shit but it's a front crook and not an over crook right yeah it is because lots of people think it's a back over crook no it is a front crook yeah that was a front crook yeah i spent a lot of time at that place third and army so it was just like it just came it was like nothing really to me it was just like almost like a skate park skating at your skate park you know yeah. But my dad was so funny, dude. He went out and bought every motherfucking magazine in, that he could find in Anchorage. <laughs> and I literally oh, had to call awesome. him and be like, Dad, you have to leave some for like other people, bro. Like, come on. Like other people. He's handing them out at work and shit. Yeah, yeah. No, dude, he had one hanging up at his at his like uh office, but he had to he like he was in financial services at the time, so he had to put like a peace sign instead of the middle finger. <laughs> I, I called him out for fucking being a little bitch. I was like, can't even rock the real shit yeah but yeah i was i was pumped on that yeah 
yeah, that was a life changing moment, and it's it's still cool. Like even to this day, you know, it's like, oh, do you know he was on fuck cover at Thrasher? It's kind of like embarrassing for me now. I'm like, oh gosh, why do you have to bring that up? But it's still cool. Can you, you still know, do a kickflip? Yeah, and I'm like, dude, that was fucking like a hundred pounds ago, bro. Like I can't. No way. Are you kidding me? I got like a kid to raise and shit. <laughs> but yeah, you know, some people still got it. Like Micah, dude, he's like, I don't, I don't even want to out him like that, but he's he's getting up there in age, and he fucking crushes it still to yeah. this day. Yeah, he's, he's still ripping. It's insane, dude. He's like sending us videos of him like filming himself at at a parking garage with like a flat bar and i'm like dude you're nuts bro you're crazy yeah but it's so cool at the same time yeah it's so amazing i'm like in awe because my fat ass wouldn't be doing none of that shit (laughs) nope was that the plan though for both you guys and maybe jerry you could answer first you know to go pro you know i don't know i mean i think that we skated during like kind of a weird time of skateboarding you know, like I am so glad that I wasn't trying to be like sponsored or any of that, like now and even like a generation before me or like before what's happening now. Mm-hmm. Like I just felt it was like a little more organic back then. There wasn't like you didn't have to do contests, you know, and you just wanted to be sponsored. And to me, I just wanted to skateboard and because I knew that I wouldn't be able to do it forever, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I graduated from high school early dropped out of uaa like twice um on a full scholarship because i wanted to go skateboard because i knew that i wouldn't have so much time you know to do that so really i just skateboarded my fucking ass off from 18 to like i don't know 21 22 when i realized i had to get a a college education again okay and so i went to school but then i started i was actually the best i'd ever been at skateboarding when i started going to school and didn't have any sponsors really okay it was just me and anthony at uh sunnyvale park dude we would play skate on flat ground and these rails this rail at sunnyvale and just play skate on on the rail that's it yeah doing crazy tricks you know and yeah i didn't even have a sponsor good times as long as i could beat jerry at games of skate I always felt good enough to be, you know, a skateboarder. But no, for me, going pro was never like a a real thought. It was a pipe dream. But especially once you move here and skate with other people that aren't pro, and you're like, these dudes should be pro, and they're not. And they're like, all right, well, it's a good thing I, you know, my dad made me do surveying when I was a kid because I still do it to this day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that was something my dad always told me, like, fine, you go to do your skateboarding thing and, but you better go back to fucking school, you know? And when I knew it was time, I did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And went back to school, you know, but same with the, you know, I had, so, so yeah, I guess when I was in it, I was like, yeah, I want to like, you know, keep progressing in the industry, you know, but I was never like my mind. I knew I was never Eric Costin, obviously, or I wasn't going to be anywhere near that at all. You know, I just wanted to skateboard to the best of my ability and have as much fun as possible because I know I'm not going to do it forever. You know, everybody always say I'm going to skateboard till the day I'm dying. Like, there's only a few people that probably do that, you know, Micah being one of them. Yeah. And, like, to me, I just knew, like, I just wanted to skateboard as hard as I possibly could. It was like a, it would be like a moment in my life and I wanted to make it as, you know, fun as possible. And you're happy with how it turned out? Oh, yeah, dude. I love it. I met so many good friends. I mean, even from what, you know, back in Alaska days, like, I wouldn't have the friends I have now. Me and Anthony wouldn't be friends. Hell no. Once you play <laughs> hockey against this fucking kid, 
We definitely would have been friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. That's how we met. Is we played hockey, and he was dirty as shit. Yeah, like ten years old. <laughs> I had my little yeah. mullet flying out the fucking back of the helmet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Anthony had his glasses on. Yeah, tough like, look back to then. See if I can like knock him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, can I can I knock those off inside of his helmet? <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> scrambling around like blind as a bat the best the best the best glasses story i have for anthony black is um we used to do some stupid shit on the streets of anchorage like oh yes oh god like dumb like we would have we would have like food wars on people's cars car wars driving down yeah car wars like what's a is it seward highway like right in front of diamond diamond center yeah yeah the old sewer. sewer yeah yeah and we would get like eggs and fucking cottage cheese and fucking sour cream and just like launch shit out the fucking doors at, at like at each other's cars not random cars yeah these were at like our friends cars it was like paintball except with like food products yeah Corey jordan had a cadillac uh yeah. sedan to yeah. that was like fit nine people yeah. and had a moonroof and we'd just stand out there with eggs and sour oh, cream and shit and just throw it at you know other people's car not other people's cars our our homies cars yeah. And then um do you want to tell it or do you want me to finish? Anthony popped oh, Anthony <laughs> popped up. Anthony popped up to like throw like a like sour cream or something and you see the sour cream go and then you see his glasses just fly off right <laughs> after the sour cream because he turned around. <laughs> and you just and and you you see his eyes just like probably the same as like the quarter flip like, <laughs> that we were talking about earlier. <laughs> and and you just see them get crunched by I think we were in like Gilbert's car. Oh my gosh, that was fucking bad. I can't dude. remember whose car we were in. I think it was Corey's and we were throwing it I think oh Chris's God. car, but yeah, I watched them just Chris. you were in Corey's. I watched them in slow motion, the wind just took them off my face and they just went underneath the yeah. car behind. I mean, as far as I could tell. But then I had Corey turn around and pull over on the highway <laughs> so I could look for them. I can't see, you know, oh mind you, because I'm blind without my glasses. And yeah. I'm on that, like, my hands and knees looking for fucking broken glasses. And I think they were the ones, too, that my mom or dad paid, like, hundreds of dollars because yeah, they were like, supposed to be new. unbreakable. Yeah. And I used to fold them up and turn them yeah. into, like, a figure eight and be like, see, you can't break these. <laughs> and then, of course, they get, you know, run over. Oh Plus, on the side of the highway, finding glasses would be impossible. And I think we we're all going skating. And I basically was just like, just drop me off at home. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> did any of those car wars uh situations just go completely bad yes oh, i can God. think of one <laughs> <laughs> so there was one i can think of when we we were doing it with uh norris and his like honda prelude that we'd squeeze like five or six people into which barely fits three the little white fucking thing yeah the little white rocket and then uh we're somewhere with our friend Ben and he, I think he hit someone's car that we weren't aiming at and they followed us for a while and we ended up at a church on the west side and it was like almost you know we almost got killed by old dudes but that was the one time I remember being like man it's probably not that smart <laughs> because when we're throwing them in our own car obviously it's dangerous and stupid but we were young and then uh but yeah I think he threw an egg or something in it he missed the car he was aiming at and hit someone's car and we're going like 60 on the highway too so it's not like it's you know safe <laughs> yeah it's like a safe idiot yeah no it was it was yeah. pretty dumb but yeah there'd be terrible yeah we used to kind of fuck with people's they cars would fucking a lot which... pee in my trough of my car <laughs> overnight and it would freeze and so i'd have like two frozen icicles of piss on my car 
because I had like an old 64 Falcon and it has a little trough that went all the way down the side. Okay. Like, like on top of the doors. A piss trough. All the way down. Like, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was like a, it was a legit fucking canal of frozen piss. <laughs> that car also in the passenger seat had a, a piece of the floorboard missing. So if you, if you, if you hit a puddle, it would splash you in the face. <laughs> and, and people didn't know and they'd be that riding shotgun with so germs and he did a puddle. And you just get the front of your pants and shirt just soaked with muddy water. <laughs> Dude, the inside of the car would get flooded during, like, breakup. Yeah. Dude, that car was so sick. It had no grill. And so there's one other 64 Falcon in Alaska. I think it was in Wasilla or Palmer. And we always joked about driving out there and stealing the grill. But we're like, he's going to know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only other car in the entire state. <laughs> oh, my God. That car is so fucking amazing, dude. Oh, my fucking God. How did my parents live? let me drive that fucking thing? <laughs> How would you guys describe growing up skating in Anchorage? You know, so far you guys are like really you know, doing this thing where you guys are telling these stories like in tandem and they're just, uh, I don't know, like, <laughs> I mean, they're pretty just insane to be a kid in those situations, but then throwing skateboarding into the mix, you know? Yeah. That's where it all stems from, dude. Cause we were so fucking bored. Yeah. I mean, it's a common denominator. Yeah. I mean, we were like, what we all met in seventh grade is when it officially, in my opinion, like, my part of the crew started in seventh grade. So Anthony was in eighth grade, right? Ant? Yeah. And I started skating the summer before seventh grade. So yeah, I was new to it. And then we'd actually, cause we went to school at Hanshu, which, mm -hmm. you know, was pretty lucky because it's one of the, at the time, one of the better skate spots right down the street from Abbott. And I lived like past Abbott. And so I would skate home from school in the summers or spring or fall, and then just stop at Abbott and stay there. And that, what we didn't know at the time was like our version of third army or, yeah pier seven or whatever we didn't know how lucky we were really yeah exactly like if there's only like a couple other elementary schools that had ledges like that and people skated at and then that was also the big meeting spot for even like the downtown kids or the east side kids or you know homies from i don't know girdwood wherever but and so that's how i met actually a bunch of people and then through hanshu i would just stay after school and um I bring my skateboard in a baseball bag and I didn't play baseball anymore, but I still had the bag and <laughs> yeah. I put that in my locker and then just hang out for like an hour until all the teachers left and then just skate there until I skated home. Yeah. But now it's a trip because, um, like Vivian, my daughter, she has skateboard class after school. Like, really? Okay. Certain times a year. And it like, it's so cool how it's different and like more accepting and everything now. Cause it wasn't like that when we were kids, no. obviously, but no, it was not. But yeah. Abbott <laughs> and <Hanshu> was, a. <laughs> it was cool that they were so close and, um, also close to where I lived, so it was I could skate there. Like it wasn't like a, you know, I had to take a bus or anything like that. All crazy. So, you know, I I wonder what you guys think about. So you're both parents, and Anthony, you just said that skateboarding growing up wasn't very accepting, but you know, you're happy now that your daughter's into it that it is accepting. But I kind of don't think you guys would be stoked if it was so accepting back then. No. Probably not. No, we wanted to be like, yeah, we didn't want to be. Yeah. It's just a certain kind of person, right? That gets pulled that way back then. You know, it's like you didn't have like, I don't know. It was before like everybody was wearing DCs, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it wasn't cool. Like even even a few years after we'd started, like, you know, I think the X game started and then, but that didn't take for years and years. And throughout all of like my that's high school, at least skaters or skateboarding, I should say, it wasn't like. I mean, 
generally considered as cool. We all knew it was, and then now everyone knows it is. But yeah, back then it for sure wasn't. There was a very clear divide between us and them. Yeah, like I could, like I basically quit like hockey and uh, wrestling like once I got to high school. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't do both back then, you know. No. It just wasn't allowed. You know, yeah, it sounds really bad when you say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just the way it is. I mean, like, yeah, you know, like there would be like certain people would come up and try to start fights at like Hanchi with the skateboarders, you know, and it's like, fuck you, you know. It went when you mean certain people, what kind of people, Jerry? Oh, just certain people, man. <laughs> I was never part of that, you know. He means jocks, basically. I had a feeling, yeah, and it's just like you can't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, bless their hearts. You know, we're all young and we were all like trying to be our like little cliques and whatnot. And we just had our little clique and skateboarding in Alaska during that time was atrocious. Really? It was okay. Awful. Yeah. I mean, people were getting arrested for breaking into UAA and trying to skateboard during the winter. Yeah. You know? Huh. Okay. <laughs> like like and so we, you know, we didn't want to do that, obviously. So we would just like build a box go to find like a certain parking garage that wasn't totally iced in and skate at night. Like it was cold as shit. Yeah, that sucks. So it was, it was cold and at night. Yeah. And so it was just awful, man. It was awful. Just dangerous too. Yeah. Yeah. And then actually, dude, this is the, the fucking thing, like the lengths we went to skateboard. First we'd go to Elmendorf, which was crazy. Cause we're going on base just to skateboard like on this, the worst park that there was like that you could possibly ask for, but we did it. <laughs> and then we would drive to wear to, full pads. Uh, oh God. The, the beanie weenie video. Oh, you remember the beanie weenie video that Mike so made? embarrassing. Oh God. Yeah. My dog eats like a version of beanie weenies right now. And it fucking reminds me of it every single time I feed her. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so, it makes me throw up. It makes me gag. Yeah. It's real yeah. gross. Yeah. And just, I just see Pino eating a bag of like, trying to eat some beanie weenies <laughs> yes exactly. but so that's a real real deep cut oh uh, yeah so anyways we would drive like we went we would go to nikiski oh yeah we would drive in the middle of fucking winter to nikiski and like you know turnigan pass is like above my mom's tiny little hatchback thing like by like 20 feet mm-hmm. and and we're like packed in this little car and driving through and we almost slammed into like numerous cliffs on the way there right after Cooper landing, like right after the bridge, right across the water right there. Mm-hmm. And dude, like so dangerous. And Adrian was driving. Yeah. <laughs> he had a, yeah. And that oh, drive, I remember, especially it was like, it was a complete whiteout and we're just white knuckling it. And I was like, well, if we make it there, that's a win. So even if we don't skate, like we lived through it, but yeah, yeah we would go because Brandon Chenault had a warehouse. Okay. And he had okay. a, a couple ramps, a couple flat bars, and it was fun. Looking back, it's like I can't believe we drove there for that. Yeah, it's kind of all we had. It's what, it was part of the thing, though. You know, it was like all the homies. Like, all right, well, if we fucking die together, we die together. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, they're like little yeah. baby road trips. Yeah, the Fairbanks road trips were always interesting. Yeah, but that was summertime. The summertime skateboarding was so epic, you know. And like, yeah, I guess I probably just associate alaska skateboarding with the fucking shitty winners mm-hmm. and like because i wasn't there when indo was there that that happened like right as soon as i left so i didn't get none of that i didn't get none of that yeah so that's a difference because i don't I, when i think back on it like when i was a kid i don't really think of the shitty winners part as much as because of elmendorf and then i had my parents had a garage that they didn't park their cars in so during the winters i would just do flat ground in there and like a you know 
I don't know, 12 foot by 12 foot concrete pad. So just one push, cake flip, one push, whatever, you know? Yeah. And I would just do that for hours, just banging around in there until my parents are like, all right, time for dinner, like come inside. But yeah, then we had Elmendorf. And then after 9-11, even before that, I think they took the park down. But then after 9-11, going on the base was absolutely not possible. Yeah. They had a version of Elmendorf, the one before the skate park that we went to back in the day, it was just a basketball gym that they would bring ramps to. Oh my and I remember God. going there and seeing like the jam AJ and Chad Thompson and Mark Thompson. Yeah. It was old skate jams. The old That's actually dude. how I kind of met some Angel. of those dudes, but I wasn't good enough or, you know, I was a child basically. And yeah, yeah, that children. was a trip though. Like going all the way out there to skate on a gym floor that was super slippery. And that was it. Like, I, yeah, the old dudes don't get like there's like that's like a previous generation, Cody. Like I think okay. there's like three, okay. you know, before there's probably one generation before us, maybe two. Yeah. You know, like you know, Angel, Mike, Maestas, Scott Lethard, um, Chad Thompson. All the know, old dudes, before, you know. You know, and I'm pretty sure like, <laughs> Yeah, but there was like, you know, then there was the 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 Jenny before them, which was like Mike Order. Yeah. And um like the 36 crazy fist dude, Thomas Noonan, I think yeah. is his name. Yeah. You know, and then uh, James Hickey and, uh, and there's one, of, it wasn't Ellington during that time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then it came in. So like the, the generation before us, I give them a lot of credit. You know, they did really like fucking let a bunch of little shit bad kids hang around with them, you know, <laughs> for sure. But they dude. did. It wasn't for also because they also got a lot of pleasure out of it because we were tortured too. Yeah. Okay. Pretty yeah. rough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean they weren't fucking nice all the time. That's for goddamn sure. No. Yeah. It builds like, character, you know. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I mean, you know, like Ad- Angel and Adrian, you know, and it's like, great. My mom made me take my little brother and all of his stupid little friends, you know, and we're like driving with Angel while he's like bouncing off the walls, like down the highway, like the little berms, the snow berms, like. Uh, <laughs> That's how I got into skateboarding actually is through Adrian. Yeah. I, I he lived like right down the road from me and he like had to sneak out a skateboard to give me. And I put little tiny like um banana board trucks and wheels on it. Okay. And then my parents bought me a real board after that. And that's when I started skating with Adrian. We went to the same school, Bowman. Yeah. What made those Fairbanks road trips so interesting? Ah. Oh my They're... god. <laughs> It's because we go there typically for contests. And so the, there was a shop up there and we were homies with the, obviously the, the, the shop homies and, you know, but we'd go to the contest and it wasn't just shop homies at the contest. It was, there's another shop there and then just whatever locals. And we go there and every time without fail that I remember, it would be Micah would win or Adrian would win. <laughs> like, you know, and, and they had that uh, like metal ramp park and it was oh pretty God, rough was terrifying bro it's hard to skate but those <laughs> dudes were just so good i mean they would kill it but then we go out to parties or whatever afterward and uh it wasn't like a you know depending on where we went it wasn't always the most welcoming scene <laughs> and there was one time we went to a bonfire and uh we're all wearing like borderline hoodies and right when we got there um i can't remember the background but we got dropped off or something and right away some dude stood up and yelled, which one of you is Derek Liska? <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> we all said, uh, not us. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I think we all had like last names on our hoodies too. So I was like, check it right here. It's not Liska. So I'm good. <laughs> but he wasn't there and somehow it died down. But then Jerry was standing or sitting in the back of a pickup truck. Oh my and God. And some dude just launched a bottle and hit Jerry right in the head, like mid conversation. 
Jeez, it, okay. It almost it almost went real, real bad. And then somehow I can't remember if it was like the local homies that, you know, broke it up. We got the fuck out of there. That's what happened. I mean, these you know, this was back in the day, Fairbanks. These dudes had like fucking shotguns in their back windows and shit. Yeah. Okay. It might you still know, be like, like that. Yeah, I think it might be. Yeah, it probably <laughs> it is. I mean, they it's Alaska, right? You gotta yeah, yeah. you gotta protect yourself. Yeah. You know, but it's just ter- yeah, it was scary. And it was such a it's such a gnarly drive too to get there. It's like five hours to get there, <laughs> and we get there, and the Jerry just gets hit in the face with a bottle, and we're like, all right, well, let's pack it up. <laughs> I guess we can't stay here. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not wanted at all. But no, those trips are actually a lot of fun, just because those are like the our version of like team trips. Like growing up, you know, because we all rode for the shop, it was like yeah. that was like the one thing we had to be like, all right, everyone, this is like the your one thing you have to do is go on this trip. You know, if you're going to have any kind of responsibilities, which is nil. And so that was like, all right, well, we all got to pack it in. And then I remember you coming too, Cody, when you were super young and I gave you the same treatment that Corey Jordan gave me. And I just fucking messed with you the whole time and picked on you. (laughs) Look (laughs) look at us now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Did you like hate us, Cody, or what? I don't think so. You know, there's this story that I, I remember we were um, at Borderline in Diamond Center, and I think I know it was Anthony. You were messing with me, and uh, you were like, um, like stiff arming me. And I was super young, and I went to try to like kick you, but <laughs> my back, like I kicked you with my right leg, and then my left leg, you know, flipped up because I kicked you so hard. <laughs> but you just got out of the way, and then I just fell directly on my side. <laughs> so yeah, I, I got, Dude. I got, I got the bullying. So, yes, you did hate it. <laughs> the thing is, is I never, I never hated anybody for the bullying because, uh, you know, that's just kind of how I grew up. You know. Well, you also grew up with Derek and Jake, so uh, yeah. You, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. We were the least of your worries <laughs> at that point. <laughs> we were the yeah. least of your worries, Dude. for sure. And do you have a favorite borderline movie or premiere? That's a good question. Um, mm. Movies, no. I like all of them kind of equally, except the first one, just because <laughs> it was pretty rough compared to the rest. I mean, it's not, it was great, but it's compared to like the production value. And, and that one kicks it all off, though. I know. And it's great, but I mean, it's like even Jason and Jesse were like, dude, we're, you know, winging it at that point. So it's good. It's entertaining. Yeah. And it was like the kickoff, but the premieres were the big thing, dude. Like for mm-hmm. us, it was mm-hmm. oh, yeah. like the videos were <laughs> just a way to have the premiere kind of like it was, it was yeah. always the goal was <laughs> filming and to an end. <laughs> yeah, basically. But we were like, all right, man, we got to get this trick because imagine the premiere if it pops off. And it was like that yeah. kind of thought of like, you know, that's why when you asked the question about the quarter flip, it was like, yeah, dude, uh, it's at the time, I'm sure, especially being younger, I was like embarrassed, but it, you know, whatever it's. It's cool. But yeah, the premieres are just so fun and it was such a big deal. And like even moving down here, I don't think because of the the way skate videos and snowboarding was, you know, it's a it was a way bigger deal up there for the premieres. Like they yeah. when they're skate premieres here, it's like they just go to like a skate shop and have a projector on the wall. Whereas, oh, yeah. you know, the Fourth Avenue Theater was that's when we rolled up in the RV. We all wore like fucking fur coats and shit. It was unreal. That was going to be my favorite. That was going to be mine. And uh, Mitch, RIP, was uh, dressed 
in spray painted gold. Yeah, I was gonna say he wasn't dressed in anything. He was spray painted gold. <laughs> <laughs> I just, dude, I just found that picture the other day too. I'll text it to you. Uh, after this, but. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, yeah. We all wore fur coats, and, and then, uh, his yeah, we too. all went to Girdwood after in the RV, and then, dude, it was. Wild. Is that where Mitch got bit by the piranha too? Oh, that's yes. right. I'm pretty sure that was that night. That's why well. he got the nickname Piranha Bite, <laughs> and then which yeah. is shortened to Piranha. <laughs> And yeah. he just stuck his hand in yeah. the in the tank, right? I wasn't there, but I heard the story. No, he was he was like he was all drunk, like I'm gonna catch this piranha. Yeah, and somebody dared him to do it, and he fucking tried it. And that's I don't think anyone out. dared him to do it. <laughs> he I think it was like, does anyone dare me to catch this piranha? Everyone's like, no, that's a bad yeah. idea. And he's like, all right, yeah. well, I'm gonna do it anyways. <laughs> yeah, and then reach his finger there and got bit by a piranha. Just this chunk, dude. It was just a chunk out of his out of his like hand. Yeah, it was yeah. gnarly. What was even the question? Favorite video or premiere? The fourth, the Fourth Avenue Theater ones were always great, but dude, even the early ones outside of Borderline in the mall oh, were yeah, pretty no, rad, no. dude. Just because it was like a, such a, we'd all be in the shop, then we see people setting up chairs. We're like, dude, I hope people come, and then there would be like hundreds and hundreds of people. Yeah. Yeah, that was really fun. Yeah. Yeah, what about you, Jerry? <sighs> I would say the Fourth Avenue Theater one, whatever one that one was. I can't remember the name of it. I think we had two but there. That one was just so, so hype. And I actually got pulled over by a cop right before that and got my fucking... I was 18 at the time, so I got a drunk... Not I, I didn't have I didn't have an open container, but they found a weed pipe and they, like gave me a gnarly ticket and like hat for drug paraphernalia. Really? I was so pissed. Yeah. It's still, it's still in Alaska is one of the only places that doesn't expunge your record. Huh? Okay. Like at all. You can't even get that shit expunged at all. It's actually costing me a job, but thank God I didn't get that job. Cause I got what I do now, which I fucking love. Okay. But, okay. um, but yeah, Alaska, that sucks. <laughs> but I, that's why I didn't drive ticket. to the premiere. I took the RV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I, showed up and balled out and yeah that shit was so fucking fun yeah that place fourth avenue theater was that was so cool it was so cool for like borderline jesse and uh borg to do that mm -hmm. you know it was super rad and it's cool to see like jesse do what he's doing you know yeah. that was like his start pretty much like super rad super cool yeah bertner said that both of you guys seem to always be leveling up and skating that it seemed like you learn tricks overnight. Well, the thing is Jerry got real good and I always just wanted to be better than him. And so I just had to naturally <laughs> evolve because as long as I could still beat him in a game of skate, I felt comfortable no. in my skateboarding and he just kept getting Which better and better. And exactly. Yeah. Right. Come on. <laughs> I had a list, yeah. you know, that I would just prop prop there but no that question uh i mean i don't to me that's just natural progression of anything that you do a lot you know like like the rule of a thousand hours or ten thousand hours that malcolm gladwell stuff yeah you know like to be an expert you gotta be do it by ten thousand hours and it's just like whatever you do the more you do it the better you get at it yeah yeah especially at that age too it was all we did yeah but you know there's sometimes there were people have like different things in that element you know like they got it you know like micah like i couldn't even like fathom how he's looking at a rail like oh i can just fucking jump on this and grind down it and kink 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 and land mm -hmm. and right away and just be like well whatever like i i didn't have that you know like i couldn't even level up to that if i wanted to you know so it's just 
I don't know. We all find our own little levels, you know? Yeah. And it's just weird how that progression does work. That It's weird how you could bring that up. Because remember, Ant, when I like started getting good at pools? Yeah. Guess who had to learn how to skate a pool? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it was partly age because I was getting old, you know, maybe. But, like, it was like I never skated mini ramps really, like, that good. Like, Mark Mool was really fucking good at a mini ramp when we were like young young yeah yeah 15 16 that's the thing is because we didn't really we didn't grow up skating ramps so much as we did like mani pads and ledges and stuff and even jump ramps but like mini ramps wasn't ever our thing no until it had to be (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah you know and then you have mark like who doesn't even care he didn't even care to skateboard really like he loves skateboarding but he's like whatever you know and i'm like i want to skateboard every day he's like i'm gonna go snowboarding and then he would just come and just shred the mini ramp to fucking pieces and i'd be like i fucking hate you like so much and then like, come do this front side crooked grind that's what i thought yeah. <laughs> you know so yeah the level i don't know anthony was always real really good too like he had his tricks that he could do oh. phenomenally like a switch hard flip <laughs> just like oh my gosh you know bertner also said that micah and adrian were the undisputed goats of the alaska skate scene but who do you guys think were some of the lesser known skaters in the jb deuce videos maybe whose talent was undeniable but didn't get in on the video or maybe life got in the way mm, that's a, Ooh, good that's question. a- tough question i mean that's pretty obvious like that goat question is hard question because i would definitely put adrian and micah up there but for like different reasons mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. to me they are the top two i mean yeah when i think of alaskan skaters because ellington lived there but he's not t- i don't think he would consider himself alaskan okay but yeah. micah and adrian for sure would and that's why they would be my but top two, have but... those motherfuckers ever had the cover of thrasher <laughs> exactly yeah, like, yeah asking the real questions <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding those two are like the best of the best from there but i mean uh, there are some dudes there are a bunch of dudes that we skated with um actually speaking of fairbanks brent shock was a mm-hmm. uh, he was paralyzed in an accident but he was one of those dudes that oh yeah he was, he was so really sick good. and he had really good style he had good tricks and then uh it was just really unfortunate he got hurt, but he was always a that. dude that stood out to me. And then, um, and then the, uh, the Bravo brothers, you know, like unsung Alaskan heroes. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. because they're from Kodiak, it's like, they're not even like in that conversation almost, you know, Yeah, <laughs> they're on an Island, <laughs> but they were so, f- they were so good. Like, and especially Ellie, like he was just like, so robotic and so good at skateboarding. And his brother, Damien just had like the sick style and just fucking rip shit up yeah damien lived in sf and he rode for real mm-hmm. and actually had parts in like legit skate videos yeah. that are like mm-hmm. okay. legendary yeah. he was amazing yeah but I, I didn't meet him until i'd moved here and, me too and even then i knew ellie and when um when i'd skate with ellie he filmed one part in one of the videos and then i remember watching it with someone and being like i was there for most of these tricks and every single one of them he did in less than four tries Hmm, okay everyone like it, it was he was he was automatic and it was before yeah, people so use the term robotic like kind of negatively but he was he was kind of robotic not really his style but it was like he just had his shit on lock and it was mm-hmm. impressive to watch i think um i think somebody that doesn't maybe get enough credit for the skate scene in general in alaska even from when like before me to now is ted ted fucking kim no, oh, yeah, like, he's good. Yeah. Like, dude, 
but he doesn't even want to be good. He doesn't even care. Like he wants to be good for himself. Like just, just to see like something cool for himself, but he's just doing it because he fucking loves it. And like, he literally used to drive me around and all the homies in his like Chevy van when I was 15 years old. Okay. You know, and they were a little older than me and they were like kind of punk rock. Like, you know, they were like the punk rock, like little, little crew, like Chris Bizzo, um, you know, Justin Ober, Danny Atkins. Yeah. Danny Mm -hmm. Atkins. Jason Atkins. And, but like Ted has just like melded in between all of the crews over the years. I think from what I've seen, I don't really, I'm not in Alaska. He's still keeping it going too. Like I watch a video. He's still making videos and stuff. And I was like, Mm -hmm. dude, this is awesome, bro. This is so cool. And yeah, we text every once in a while, actually. He's super rad. Super, super cool what he's doing with his art, too. I'm sure you've seen that. Yeah. But from skateboard's perspective, like, not even an art perspective, like, he's really been, like, really crucial in a lot of, like, little skate scenes, like, underground skate scenes in Alaska. Yeah, definitely. In my opinion. Yeah, in Anchorage. In Anchorage, yeah. Yeah. Helping helping out generationally, too. Yeah, for sure, dude. He for sure. Did, like, I saw some of the younger kids in his videos. I was like, yeah, that's awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, you know, every little town has their, like, legend, you know, of all time, you know. In, I'm sure in skateboarding and snowboarding. Like, Jesse Belcourt mm-hmm. and Juno, you know, like. Yeah. Wasilla was, like, Isaac Abbott and Matt Yoder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our boy Sonny Pittman and Juno, too. Yeah. Sonny Pittman, yeah. Yeah, all the Juno homies. That was, yeah. That's. Tino's cool. Tino's super cool. But yeah, yeah, it was, um, I think that would be the unsung heroes of the skateboard scene. But what about like your dad? What about your dad though? Like for real? My dad? Like, yeah. Or my dad. (laughs) Well, I mean, I love Don Black to death. But I'm saying like Scott Liska literally legit changed many people's lives. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. You know, like, like, not just change their lives at that moment, but like the trajectory of, of what they do and how they live. To this day, right? Yeah. You know, Mark Landvik and Jason Borg and and um, Bertner and all the snowboarder dudes, and then all the skateboarder dudes. Like, you know, he gave us a platform to, to be creative and have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if it wasn't, I mean, he's the one that also backed all the videos and paid for everything. So if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have any of it to begin with. We'd still be, yeah. you know, Micah would still be having to do VHS transfers for years until the, <laughs> it all caught up. But because he used to make videos and we would, um, we'd have little homie premieres. But then once the, you know, it was just also during the Beeline videos, but we would make little hijinks videos and stuff. But oh, yeah, if it wasn't for yeah. Scott backing Jason and Jesse, there'd be, you know, it'd be a lot different. Zoomies might have never even moved into the fucking mall, you know, mm-hmm. if it, if he didn't blow up skateboarding in Alaska and snowboard, you know, they might have never done it. Yeah. 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 It's an interesting thought. It'd still be Mr. Rags. <laughs> I was thinking of that name, dude. I was like, where would those shoes that I was so tempted to buy because they were like half off, but I couldn't do it because if Scott saw me doing that, I would be fired from yeah. Borderline forever. <laughs> like... I mean, he gave me a job, dude. Like, you know, I fucking worked at Borderline. I love, it was my first job. My first job that I got fired from and hired and then fired and hired again, you know? Yeah. And he was on call. Yeah. <laughs> to the eventually just like, bro, just, yeah, we'll just send you a board yeah. or something. Take your one board a month and get the hell out. <laughs> but for real, like, you know, like, has your dad ever thought about that like that? You think? 
he he's the type of person that uh is very like on to the next thing because i think that you know um i had him on the podcast years ago and mm-hmm. i also have a bunch of different interviews that i've done with him over the years that i'm i've been collecting and i'm putting together into a borderline audio documentary Sick, but that's really cool. he um you know you you really have to get him like in the right moment so uh one of the interviews um the podcast it took me it was like the hardest interview i've ever had to do because he just kept canceling on me and then i'd show up to the house with all my gear and he'd be like oh yeah no not today i'll just make you lunch (laughs) and i'm like okay and so then um the other interviews that i've done um were like i put an audio recorder this is years and years ago uh, put an audio recorder like on the kitchen table. You know, he he's uh, he cooks a lot. So like I'm sitting in the kitchen with him, just talking to him. I told him, you're like, hey, I'm going to record this. He's like, yeah, whatever. And then we were just bullshitting back and forth. And then that's kind yeah. of like, that's how you get him. That's you know, awesome. In the mood to, to chat. But um, like when he doesn't even know it. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Like you kind of just hide the the recording device. You know, you, you, you know, got to trick him. Part. As long as you know <laughs> yeah, you can edit exactly, the shit later. Yeah. But he he does have this box that is really, I mean, it's really sweet. He has this this. Uh, it's like a shoebox. It might even be a oh, Gravis yeah. shoebox. He in loved my mind, his Gravis. Thinking of. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I mean, his Gravises. <laughs> and yeah. he did, yeah. And uh, he just has like it's a select few photos of you know snowboarding back in the day borderline uh surfing in alaska just all of that and and what's great is like if i remember correctly because i i had filmed him at one point going through this box and it's it's like all the borderline stuff it's not just like you know me jake Derek, and you know all of us but it's you know it's like the team it's the rest of his family yeah it's the rest of his family the borderline team yeah 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 yeah, that's so cool. It would be hilarious if there was a side box of just you, Dee's and Jake, and he's like, "Fuck all those other dudes." Fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pain in my ass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's really cool, though. Yeah. Okay, so Corey Jordan and Scott Leithard oh, sent great. me some questions. Fucking of great. course. <laughs> This one's for Jerry. Oh, man. How was skating for Genetics Footwear, and when did they start making Crocs? (laughs) (laughs) That's for sure from Scott. First of all, I don't wear Crocs. I I do prefer a Birkenstock clog, though. Like, pretty much the best shoe that there is. Like, I'm wearing them right now. These ones are nice and worn in, too. I have like multiple of them, like colors, and which means they're just stained black. <laughs> yeah, these ones are a little stained black. Yeah, um, genetic shoes, though, man. Like, on it, like, yeah, that was kind of crazy, you know. That was definitely a little crazy being sponsored by genetic shoes. It was like a weird, especially I was living in San Francisco, and San Francisco is kind of you know, you got to be like cool to hang, but you know what? I just did it, I didn't give a fuck, mm-hmm. and I. I was like, yeah, this is my sponsor and they're paying my bills and none of y'all are. So I don't care, you know, mm-hmm. and they would send me boxes of shoes. I'd sell them at, um, I'd sell them at Buffalo exchange. That's how I lived there okay. in San Francisco for a while. And 
you know, they were just super cool. It was owned by Airwalk, so they had money. And Rob, Rob, um, I can't believe I'm forgetting his last name, but Rob was so sick. So I got a ticket in San Jose, California, actually, before I even lived there when I lived in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And I got like a $500 trespassing ticket. And I was like, bro, can you help me out? Like, get this paid? And he's like, yeah, let me see what I could do. And he he was like, boom, I got you. And then the checks will keep coming at the same amount every month. Huh, just that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, word, I'll wear your shit every day, all day. I don't even care. And actually, my I was wearing a tiny little genetic shirt uh logo on that that cover of thrasher and i got i got some good money from that nice at that point it was like i thought it was life-changing yeah you know it's like a lot of money at that point so i was super pumped and yeah so and micah micah is really like a really integral part of all that too because he rode for genetic shoes first Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then he got me hooked up and then yeah we traveled a lot me and micah a lot a lot but yeah thanks scott I appreciate that question. That's such a good one. And how was the <laughs> slap skate trip to Alaska helpful when you got to San Francisco? Oh, that's that's a pretty cool story. You know, slap came to Alaska like just on a whim, like nobody even knew they were there. And then I think they might have went to Borderline or something. And then we hooked up with them and they were super rad. It was actually the first time I met uh, Jerry Sue. Cause he was on that trip and you know, in the article, like it was like the first time I'd seen like hung out with like an, ed- a vegetarian, you know, cause we're from Alaska and we don't, uh, yeah. what? and I was just like, so blown away that there was like somebody that doesn't eat meat at all. Like he went to McDonald's and he ordered a Big Mac with like no meat patty. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like what, what world are we living in? You know? And cause I was from, I'd never been out of the state really. So, um, anyways, yeah, Joe Brooke was on that trip, and he was the photographer. He's who shot that photo at, at the O'Malley Rail, Crooked Grind, which I'd never done before. Mm-hmm. I want to see somebody go back and do that, like just do Crooked Grind for me on that thing. That would be pretty cool. Somebody did, I think. I feel like um, one of the new kids up there, I think for Jason's shop, feebled it or crooked it or something or oh, really? you know, front-boarded it. So they did something that I was like, whoa, I don't think – I thought that thing was gone. But, yeah, someone should crook it. Yeah, they should. And say what up, Rob? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, Joe Brooks shot that photo, and then so when I went to San Francisco, you know, it was uh, he, we didn't like hang out all the time, but he would definitely hook me up with like the people I needed to be hooked up with, and I did mm-hmm. go on a few like uh, little photo missions with him. But you know, he was big time. He was trying to make his money, you know, shooting people that have like major sponsors. So it was really cool of him to like take me under his wing a little bit and show me the ropes. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was helpful. That was my first photo ever in a magazine. Um, and then I had I had one in the skateboarder mag, like a Nolly Overcook, but shot by Brian Ueda. And then I had a cover. <laughs> that's yeah. it. <laughs> like, that's it. <laughs> Dude, what was crazy about that, that slap trip, um, I was in town, but I wasn't in Anchorage, or I should say I was in state. I was in Talkeetna working with my dad, and I think Jerry or someone else called me or texted me. I think called because texting wasn't a thing back then, but they're like, there's a bunch of pros in town. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me, dude. (laughs) I was like three hours away, and I had to like another day or two to work. So I went back and hung out with everyone, but I never got to skate with anybody. So that was real fun. Perfect timing for for me, but worked out for Jerbs. You were so bummed. Yeah. (laughs) 
do you guys have a a part or a trick you know we were talking about the borderline movies earlier and i wonder do you guys have like a really proud moment where you you know you think about that shot or maybe you watch it and you're like that's awesome i did that um probably the switch heel at east because yeah. I don't really see people skating that. And I don't even know if those stairs are there. And yeah. I think me and Ellie are the only dudes that really jump down it that much. And um, But yeah, it was right when we were getting kicked That's out. That's a good set, too. Yeah, it's like a perfect 10, but it's a short runway. And then it was like a one And it's kind of scary throwdown. for some reason. I can't... Is that what yeah. that is? I remember. I was like, there's something fucked up about it. Like a crack or something. Yeah, you just have like one push. We were getting kicked out and Manchild was filming and it was like, last try, last try, last try. And yeah, this was it. It was like, this was last. Yeah, the body of a man but the face of a minor <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> shout out jacob <laughs> just because that was the, the biggest thing i'd ever done that on and yeah i didn't really see people skate it that much and i think that's it's why it kind of stood out to me but yeah it's got to be it yeah yeah but that question you asked earlier about like underground like heroes like Manchild is one of those people yeah for sure for sure dude of, for sure you know like he doesn't he drove us all around he filmed us he was just super cool and down all the time remember when his fucking hood flew up on the fucking diamond highway or seward highway anthony oh the hood of his car yeah (laughs) (laughs) it just smashed the windshield (laughs) oh my god really he couldn't see it he's like what do i do (laughs) oh my god dude and there's like signs from like skateboarding in the back of his like hoopty and we're like holy shit and we like somehow pull over to the side and his like his his like roof was tacoed on the top of his car (laughs) yeah dude that was really scary actually That was so good. I'm trying to think of what what tricks that Jerry did in in Anchorage or in Alaska that really stood out. But Jerbs, what would be the crooked grind in Alaska? Would be like my my at O'Malley, yeah. Because no one else had really stepped to that rail except Micah. Micah did a barefoot board slide, mm-hmm. and I was filming it. And I told him I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I was like, I'm not good at filming. But it was just me and him, so I ended up filming him a lot anyway. But oh, you fucked it up too, didn't you? (laughs) I filmed it, but I cut his, I cut his, uh, cut his head out of the shot, and it's ended up being the one in the borderline video. But he's like, I'm not trying it again, and I was like, I'm sorry, dude. (laughs) (laughs) But my first, I think probably my first, like, probably impactful like piece in a video was that i think it was in the first video where i fell and i sacked myself on the mcdonald rail and like i broke my hand and it was like crawling around on the ground like a little bitch <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah yeah that was pretty embarrassing you know in like the first borderline video i'm like there i am going around like a little bitch yeah that was great no it wasn't <laughs> you know something that i i've been thinking about um not necessarily like in this conversation, but just in the conversations I've had with people from like those old borderline days is that I think what really characterized our sense of humor was that nothing was sacred. You know, we'd make a joke about anything and anyone, regardless anything. of how mean or hurtful it was. Yeah. Anything. I mean, yeah. And it's brutal. It was brutal. Yeah. You know, like you would never, like if my son said what I was saying to his friends. I'd be like, dude, what the fuck are you saying, dude? Yeah. You, need to, you need to cool it, it right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
I'm like, you need to go wash your mouth too. Like, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Like, and where does that stem from? Where do you think that comes from? I don't know. Somebody must have started it or, or a crew or a generation started it. And then it just carried on because I, I remember trying to just continue doing that, you know, after I moved out of Alaska or when I was traveling for snowboarding and it just, it wasn't it cool. People, yeah. you know, people were bummed. It doesn't travel well. No, it doesn't. People were like, why would you say that? Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Even to this day, my wife's like, why do you guys, why do you guys talk to each other like that? Like, why do you make Yeah, do other? you guys like each other? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the thing, like, the meaner we are, like, the the more we care. Because if if it's someone that you're like, ah, I don't really like him, you're just like, ah, ha, ha, that's funny. You're like, oh, that joke was dumb. Or like, those shoes are whack. Or like, you know, whatever it is. There's one example I remember, and I can't remember who it was, because I used to swear it was Micah, but we're all in, um, leaving Mark's place, and there was an elevator and someone had a hacky sack. I remember the, oh, I can't remember who now, but they were like, oh, it's it's good for like my hand-eye coordination or whatever, footwork, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And Leithard is like, what is that, a hacky sack? And they're like, yeah, you want to see it? And he took it, just dropped it down the well of the elevator, that oh little crack God. between the door. <laughs> and all of us are like, whoa. <laughs> and... <laughs> And I was like, that's kind of fucked up. But it was like, well, I mean, in the long term, that's a good thing. Because you didn't want your friend getting into that. (laughs) (laughs) Did him a favor. Yeah. A lifelong favor. Yeah, just take something that you're into and be like, it's like, hey, I did you a favor. You're like, I was kind of into that. And you're like, well, not anymore. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, because you say that, I mean, I think a lot of it did. Like, the older generation of skateboarders were assholes. Like, they were so good at clowning. Like, so good. And it was so annoying. Because, like, no matter what you said, they always had, like, something that was way more way more hot than whatever you just said. Oh, yeah, And they dude. would just, like, take it and, like, turn it on you. Like, it was, like, fruitless to even try. Yeah. Well, it's part of surfing culture, too. And then, and then skateboarding was influenced by surfing. But surfing, like, surfing's gnarly in a lot of ways. Like, if you show up to a spot that you're not supposed to be at in some States or some countries, like you probably get beat up. Oh, that happens in skateboarding. Not so much anymore, but yeah. In San Francisco, that was famous at a pure seven EMB. There's spots where like, you'd be like, Oh, that's one of my favorite pros. And he'd be like, give me your skateboard and leave. And you're like, cool. (laughs) (laughs) That was a crazy time, dude. Luckily my hero robbed me. Yeah. Oh my god, and it's not far from the fucking truth either, dude. At all. <laughs> so you both have kids now. How would you feel about them getting into skating? And I know that you earlier said, uh, Anthony, you said that your daughter, Viv, is into skating. But yeah, skating and hanging out with skaters like you guys were. Big difference. <laughs> so she's a she she was she's into it as far as like she took some skate classes and we'll go roll around in the summertime, but she's not into it yet. But she's still young. And then skaters now too are completely different than how we were at that age of like middle school, high school, and everyone. It's so different that I wouldn't feel bad, but obviously, back then not not cool. Like we we're fucking yeah we we're skate fucking yeah yeah it was. 
it's not something you'd be like, yeah, that was, that'd be cool for my kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to look back, but yeah, for sure. It's, you're not like, but also the core crew, like for the most part, we turned out. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. You know, we all still talk. We all still like, we try and meet up and stuff, but yeah, I mean, it's just like every crew, like things go awry here and there, but yeah, for the most part, everyone turned out pretty well for all the shit talking and <laughs> meanness there was and everything, but degenerateness. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Did you ever win a borderline skate contest yet? Yeah, a couple. In in Girdwood I did. Yeah, there was one You did, huh? One that stands out from when I was like a little older, but it was probably the best like two minutes of skateboarding I've ever done in my entire life. And nobody filmed it. <laughs> so it's just <laughs> like uh just a memory and I'm like, cool. Like I land like I don't think I missed any tricks and I was doing stuff that was like, you know, felt good, kinda hard. Because we'd been skating Indo at the time. Yeah. So that little bump to rail, I would I felt super comfortable on uh. and yeah that girdwood park man nowadays it's it looks so different than it was but it was so fun back in the day with those weird gross blue shell half pipes but then they oh had all those gosh, like dude. those uh those ledges in the bench and like this is even like pre when they open up the second court but yeah now they have a bunch of like the prefab but th then even then jerry like nolly heel flipped over that pyramid with the ledges up down and across I don't even fucking. And I remember, remember like going to Forest Fair one time. <laughs> oh God, Forest Fair! Because there's so a big vert wall you drop in on. And then, uh, yeah, I remember at Forest Fair, there's a bunch of people that I hadn't seen for years because I think I came back to town to visit, and I just tried to ollie the pyramid to warm up and just caught my back wheels and ate shit so hard in front of like oh, people I hadn't seen for five or God. six years and just be like, all right, <laughs> Anthony seems like he's been doing great. <laughs> so embarrassing. And those old pyramids were the worst to hang up on too. Oh, like you, if you hung up on that, if you did not clear it, you were getting fucking trucked and you were getting all the way sent to the bottom. And <laughs> yeah, you couldn't yeah, deck check you it. You felt like Anthony. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, cause there was no give, you know, like it was like the angle iron with the masonite. It was like, there's little cracks in it, you know, your wheels. Yeah. You're getting, you're getting thrown off that shit. Well guys, those are all the questions I have for you. I want to thank both of you for, uh, for the laughs, for the time, for the stories, you know, I, I love hearing and being able to like capture all of these stories on the podcast. So, you know, again, thank you guys for sure, dude. Thanks for having us. Yeah, man. Thank you for, uh, you know, getting this all set up and, and I, I definitely appreciate what you've done to keep the, you know, the Alaskan word out there. And it, I think it's pretty cool and I appreciate growing up in Alaska, I think that it, that it really made me the person I am today. And, and I've, I'm thankful for all the friends that I've made from there. And, and I'm just stoked that to say that I'm like from Alaska, you know, like it's always been a cool thing to say that you're from Alaska. And I was, I, I was always, you know, pretty hyped that I was from Alaska. So it's cool to grow up there. Yeah, because anyone else that's ever been there, I met someone who's like, oh, so you know Tom? And you're like, probably. Yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can support this podcast at patreon.com slash crude magazine. You can also support this podcast with a one-time payment at buymeacoffee.com slash crude magazine. Crude Conversations is written, hosted, and produced by me, Cody Liska, 
for Crude Magazine. Music was produced by Alcoda Beats. <laughs>